Not as easy to come back from a slow start in the playoffs as it is in the regular season. The Wild get burned by that in Game 4 as the Blues tie the series to two games apiece. We recap everything that happened in Game 4 and look ahead to some of the changes we may see in the lineup today on Locked on Wild. You're Locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. And just as a reminder, Locked on Wild is free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. A whole lot of Game 4 reaction coming today, such as a quiet series so far for the Kevin Fiala, Freddie Goudreau, and Matt Boldy connection. We look at an off night for the Grief Line and how St. Louis was able to capitalize to tie the series at two games apiece. Plus, we look at uh, what needs to happen in Game 5 and the potential for some lineup changes coming for the Minnesota Wild as well. My name is Seth Topol, host of Lockdown Wild, veteran Minnesota sports content producer, and now co- and now hosting the uh, Lockdown Wild podcast. Uh, happy to have you along for a Monday edition of the show. Unfortunately, we are tied as the St. Louis Blues pick up the win yesterday afternoon, 5-2, to two, the final score, to tie the series at two games apiece. And in reality, it's really not complicated. We have seen some patterns emerge in this series. The team that has, A, been able to score first, and B, been able to establish the tone from the get-go, has been the team that has won these games so far. In Game 1, the Blues came out hot, and uh, they established their presence. Wild didn't match it, and so uh, you have a uh, 4-0 win in Game 1. In Game 2, it took a little while for either team to uh, to kind of establish, because both teams had a pretty good battle back and forth, and so you know you felt like... Maybe that was an advantage for the Blues, but the bigger point there is that in Game 2, the Wild matched the uh, the Blues' play and intensity for the uh, the first handful of minutes until the Wild were able to score and then kind of take control of the game um, and uh, win Game 2. Now, the Blues did uh, mount a comeback, and it was it was actually a it was a similar script that we saw in Game 2 as we saw in Game 4. You know, the uh, the Wild mounted the comeback. They got it to 3-2, and then the Blues get uh, a couple of goals to uh, push things away at the end. Main point being, the Wild were the team that was able to match St. Louis early and uh, was able to was able to score and uh, kind of take control of that game. In Game 3, we saw the same, same story. The Wilds uh, get control early. They score early. And uh, they really leave no doubt in that one. Now, in Game 4, Blues came out of the gate swinging. The Wild spent almost the entirety of the first period on the penalty kill, which gave St. Louis, that, that amped them up quite a bit and helped them 
you know, grab the one nothing lead, then make it three one in the second period. And so you look at all of these things, all of these little games within the game. And really for the wild, what it boils down to, the thing that let them down the most in game four was just that they were not ready to match the style that St. Louis played right from the opening puck drop. And we knew going in that St. Louis was going to be the desperate team down 2-1. to one. Made a ton of changes in the lineup, dealing with injuries to their uh, their decor. Jordan Binnington in net, lineup changes, all of those things. The things that teams in the playoffs that are desperate do. The Wild just, they, they did not match that level of play and that intensity from the get-go. Now, yes... They did battle back to make it a game 3-2 to two late in the third period. But you just you wonder what would have happened had the Wild been ready to play from the drop. It could have been a different outcome, but when you let a team dictate the way that they want to play and uh, allow them to do that by being on the power play multiple times, uh, by sustaining... Um, sustaining rushes, sustaining zone presence. You, all of these things give confidence to the team that's able to do them, and in this case, the Blues. Had a ton of confidence with how things were rolling, especially early, because they were on the power play three separate times. Granted, they didn't score, but you get a double minor, and then you get two other penalties, and that kind of amped them up or how the uh, the rest of the game was going to go. And, you know, a couple of other things that did not work in the Wilds' favor. They did not take advantage of the fact that the Blues were dealing with injuries to their decor. I mean, you had two defensemen in this game that played over 30 minutes apiece. And so you've got tired legs there, and you just you can't take advantage. And you got a guy in Jordan Bennington who was 0 for his last nine in playoff games coming into the game, and they didn't test him either. So you have, I've seen a lot of fan reaction, frustrated that it felt like a missed opportunity for this Minnesota Wild team, considering the conditions, considering how St. Louis was going to play. And it 100% is. It 100% is a missed opportunity for this team to go up three games to one and to suck the life out of the St. Louis Blues on their home ice. You've you've let the Blues back into this series a little bit. That being said, that's why game three was so important, that the Wilds were able to take home ice advantage back by winning game three on the road. And so now... At 2-2, we head back to the XL Energy Center on Tuesday. Two of the final three games at the X. You're going to need to win game five, but I like the chances with the Wild playing at home. And furthermore, with the Wild having stuck to a majority of the same lineup to do so, because... What happens for St. Louis if those lineup changes don't work? 
then what do you do? If Jordan Bennington comes in and he's no better than Ville Husso, then what do you do? It just, the Wilds still have options if needed in this series, you know, goaltending-wise. They've got some lineup things that can be considered as well. I'm not letting the team off the hook for the performance against St. Louis on Sunday, but perspective in this, what we expected was going to be a very long series. The Wilds are in a spot where they can still take advantage with two home games left uh, in this series, needing two out of the final three wins. The path is pretty well known how to get to where the Wild need to get to. And so it's on the players if they're going to perform at a level that will allow them to uh, to handle things and to advance. So it's it's pretty well documented what needs to what needs to change, what needs to happen. And uh, yet there are still some little wrinkles that we can uh, can look at um, to kind of further dissect what we saw in game four and what we've seen so far in this series, such as a little bit of a quiet start, to say the least, for the Kevin Fiala, Matt Boldy, Freddie Goudreau line. We'll talk about their performance so far in this series and if the goal in game four is going to be a little bit of a springboard for them going forward. More as we continue to recap game four of Wild Blues next here on Locked on Wild. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball season, the Stanley Cup playoffs, and so much more. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. So head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. You can find that all at Bet Online, where the game starts. Continuing today's episode of Locked On Wild, once again, thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen each and every day. Once your first listen of the day is done, make sure you head over to the Locked On NHL podcast to get a recap of everything over the weekend that happened in the Stanley Cup playoffs and a preview of what's to come here, both tonight and the rest of the week. The Locked On NHL podcast is free and available wherever. You listen to podcasts. The Matt Boldy, Kevin Fiala, Freddie Goudreau line finally breaking through for a goal against the Blues to, uh, at the time, make it 3-2. to two. It's been a slow series for the uh, hottest line coming into the playoffs um, of Fiala, Goudreau, and Boldy, and that has led to some frustration obviously, with uh, the way that they have played. Now, some of this some of this is warranted. Some of it is a bit of an overreaction, I think, because you, know, you had uh, Freddie Goudreau had a goal in the 6-2 win in Game 3, but or in Game 2, I beg your pardon. But here's the thing. The performance of that line is always going to be under scrutiny when goals aren't being scored. Because what was the thing in the series against the Vegas Golden Knights that um, that led to the Wild not being able to close out that series? The Kaprizov line needed help. 
They needed somebody else to step up and score some goals. And so far in this series, it's been the grief line that has been that secondary scoring punch that has uh, helped the uh, the Wild out and uh, enabled them to to win the middle two games so far of this series. And so the performance, I think, through the early part of this series has been overshadowed because of the grief line being able to score, because of the likes of Jordan Greenway, Jules Erickson Eck being able to chip in goals. So there is just kind of this assumption then that, okay, well, if the grief line is scoring and playing good defense, then... You know it's fine that the um, that the Boldy line isn't isn't doing their thing. We saw kind of a compounding of that problem in Game Four, where the Grief line themselves did not play well, and so you have the Kaprizov line who gets the scoring started, and once the Grief line's performance started to kind of sink as well, the Beal, uh, the Boldy Fiala Goudreau line, there, people are like, where where the heck have they been? And so I think had we seen you know a goal or two for that uh, that line uh, before Game Four, I think that noise would have been a little quieter. I mean, it's it, it's again, it's a valid point because what is that line's? It, it's not like the grief line where your primary function is to shut down the opponent. The Boldy line is a goal-scoring line when they're out on the ice. And so if you're not scoring goals, you're not doing your job. That's not to say that they've played, like, terribly bad. I mean, they've, they've been making plays, albeit not scoring goals. But again, back to my point, the job when they're out there is to put the puck in the net. And so my hope is that the goal scored by Matt Boldy in which, you know, he had a nice feed from Fiala and uh, they both crashed the net and there was just that huge scrum of traffic right in front. And the puck ended up slipping behind Jordan Bennington and uh, going in to make it then three, two. I'm hoping that that is a springboard for that line to perform better here over the final few games of this series. Because if those guys get going, then the grief line can slot back into their normal presence, which is to you know, try to slow down the top line of the opponents. And you also then take some pressure off of them so that they can get back up to the level they expect to be at. And you have then the pick your poison for the St. Louis Blues of, well, who do we try to slow down? Do we try to slow down the Kaprizov line, which they really haven't been able to do yet in this series? Or do we try to slow down the Fiala line? So it feels like a situation where, much like the start of this series, the Wild just needed to get one. The The Boldy line just needed to get one. And so I would expect in Game 5 that we're going to see a much more sharp and crisp and aggressive approach 
from Kevin Fiala, Matt Boldy, and Freddie Goudreau. I know Fiala's frustrated. His performance, you know, he hasn't scored, and this has become kind of a thing with him in the postseason. But let's not lose sight of the overall body of work here. He does need to he does need to step it up. Yes. I'm not again not trying to let anybody off the hook here. But overall body of work, Kevin Fiala is a great player. Teams just do way more, try to do way more against you in the postseason. And so if his performance in game five, if he ends up with a goal or contributes to a couple of goals, then we're right back where we need to be. But I think, again, overall theme here is that the performance has been magnified due to the grief line struggling in game four and kind of opening that door of, well, hey, where have these guys been too? You want to have at least two of those lines producing during each each game. You know, you, you got to have two of those lines kind of take the lead. And so when a couple of them are struggling, that's when it becomes a problem. So again, wipe it clean, gear up for game five. And um, I, I do like this team's chances going into that, uh, that fifth game at home against uh, the St. Louis Blues. So we may have some lineup tweaks. Uh, Dean Evason hinted that they may try to get some fresh skaters in for game five. And so we'll, uh, we'll ponder who those may be as we finish up today's episode of Lockdown Wilds after this. Summer is here, which means that you are going to be out and about way more, and you need a go-to on-the-go snack to match. Built Bar is here to do just that for you. Built Bars are both healthy and delicious. You're not sacrificing delicious food for the sake of health. With Built Bar, you can have both. And it's easy. All you have to do is head to built.com to order yours now. Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, which means that with Built Bar, you can eat healthy and enjoy doing it too. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. You can compare that to your standard candy bar with right around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. So head to built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. And uh, once again, Locked on Wild is free and available wherever you listen to your podcasts. Dean Evason in some of his comments today alluding to the fact that the Wild may decide to put some fresh skaters in on the uh, on the ice for Game 5. Now, let's just process of elimination this. You're not going to replace anybody in the Kaprizov line. You're not going to replace anybody on the Grief line. You probably are not going to replace anybody on the Fiala line, betting on them to have a huge bounce-back game in Game 5 and to kind of build off of their Game 4 performance. So might we see some uh, fourth-line changes for this Minnesota Wild team? Now, you look at the fourth line. Tyson Jost has had a very good series himself. 
His line mates, not as much. So you look at the the suspects that could come in uh, that uh, could replace either Nick Delorier or Brandon Duhame. Connor Dewar, I think, is is one name that will get some serious consideration because he uh, is, you know, he's a a grinder similar to the style of Tyson Jost, a good PK guy, and I think will can bring you some some spark and some hustle and some energy uh, for that fourth line. You know the the fourth line's entire reason for existence has been to be kind of that that second enforcer line. Um, after the grief line, and their performance, their performance has been up and down here in this series so far. You, you look at in Game Four, the only line that was the only two lines that were negative plus minus were the fourth line and the grief line. The grief line was a minus two. The fourth line was a minus one, and so the other lines out there, you know, were in uh, either positive territory or were at worst even. So we could very likely see a couple of changes on that fourth line, and whether you slot in both Nick Bugstad and Connor Dewar, that could be very possible. I think I'd be shocked if Dewar doesn't get a look. Um, again, because you, your center on that line is playing well in Tyson Jost. So it seems that it would be an easier go to replace the wings and uh, just see if that gives you a little different look on that fourth line. The other spot, I think, is on defense. And uh, we got to talk about Matt Dumba's performance in game four because he had the egregious turnover that uh, resulted in a Blues goal. And it's no secret that Dumba has not been playing at 100% through the course of this series. And we were willing to give him the benefit of the doubt because he's trying to grind through it and still play. And so as long as it's not a liability out there, then you just you say okay let's let's roll but his his performance in game 4 is starting to kind of concern me that uh, we may be getting to the point where he needs to be he needs to be given an opportunity to rest at least for at least for a game or two as the games in this first round series take on more meaning his his shot just is not what it is at the full height of Matt Dumba being healthy. It's it's not the same. And so he is not, you know, he's not doing as much with it, which led to Jonas Brodeen and Matt Dumba, led to their line's overall numbers in uh, in game four being down compared to where they were at over the uh, the rest of the series. So I wonder... If we see some changes to the uh, the decor for the Wild, we saw Alex Goligoski come in for Dmitry Kulikov, and Goligoski has had some really nice moments in this series so far. So it, it looks to me as though you know, guys, if they're 
if they're skating under the radar, if they're not really making like glaring mistakes, then they stay in. So because of the fact that Dumba had one that pretty, pretty glaringly led to a Blues goal, I wonder if we see him come out for a game and see somebody else slotted in. And as far as uh, the goaltending situation goes, I I still think you roll with Flurry. Not a great performance for him by any means, but um, again, you look at what happened in front of him, and just it was a flat performance uh, by the Wild. If anything, I think his performance helped keep the game at one one through one period. So. I think there's a, a very good chance that Flurry bounces back because I think the team in front of him will also bounce back in game five. And so I don't think until you get to true, like, we have to shake things up in this series, um, I think that's when we maybe see a change. But, again, you, you look at what happened between games one and game two where Dean Evason said, you know, we don't feel like those goals are on Marc-Andre Flurry. And that the team in front of him, if they play better, that that will reflect on his performance as well. Kind of feels like a similar situation here in that, um, you know, just a a flat effort by the team in general and uh, the goalie not really getting any help is, is, is why I would, you know, lead to Flurry getting the start in uh, game five uh, tomorrow night. But... We'll, uh, we'll wait and see kind of what happens here over the next 24 hours, see if we get any announcements on uh, lineup changes before uh, game four tomorrow night, but all our game five tomorrow night. But all in all, much like the Wild did after game one, you just got to flush and you have to come out with much better urgency and intensity and just overall play. Just come out with much better play in game five and, uh, as the Wild were in games two and three, they'll be fine. So it's, you know, it's it's amazing how, like, all the little intricacies of this series, how it gets kind of easy to just boil it down to the things that need to happen. And if they do happen, then the Wild usually win. If they don't happen, well, that's where the Blues get even. So that's all we've got for today. So uh, thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Locked on Wild. Now that your first listen of the day is done, Make sure you head over to Locked On Sports Minnesota to check out the Ron Johnson Show, as well as Superior Sports Talk, two great additions to your favorite Locked On Minnesota sports programming and a great way to further amp up for the series uh, going back to the XL Energy Center tomorrow night. Both are free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. Just like Locked On Wild, free everywhere and anywhere. So make sure you check us out, hit follow, and subscribe so that you don't miss out on any of our content breaking down game by game as the Wild navigate through this opening round series against the Blues. For more episodes, again, make sure to follow Lockdown Wild. We've got you covered with new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.